at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! SNES Podcast with your host, Soulblazer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super NES Podcast, episode number 155. Uh, as always, I'm Greg. He's Joe. Hello. <laughs> uh, hope everybody's doing, uh, like doing okay out there. Um, so uh, we are doing a very, a very special, a very special uh, uh, episode this time around. This is this is the first time we've done we're the first time we've done anything like this in the history of the podcast. Um, and a little bit different. I kind of debated whether or not even doing this on the podcast, and I also kind of debated whether or not to make it a regular episode. Um, but I kind of figured that you know that it would be a fun thing to talk about to, for, to talk about for a change the bonus episode and like. Since there is a Super NES that plays a pretty prominent role in one of the um, 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 in one of the incidents that happened during this during uh, uh, during this whole saga, I kind of felt like it was appropriate to be appropriate to make it to uh, to make it a regular like a regular episode. So uh, we're doing our first and possibly maybe ever only book review, <laughs> um, uh, uh, like in this. Uh, I like in this podcast, so uh, we're a little bit late in getting to uh, by getting to this. Uh, the book's been out for almost a month now at this point. Um, but you know, like you know, like I had to wait for you know, obviously, obviously, I had to read the book and my uh, read the book and my co uh, like my co-host Joe had to read the book and like you know, I'm a little um, slow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we and you know, we just had to wait for a regular, um, you know, regular a regular recording block and all that. So. Um, anyway, so, um, but I did want to, but, you know, since I was, uh, directly connected, uh, to these events as well, I also, uh, um, I also, I also, I also wanted to talk about, to talk about, um, uh, to, to talk about this anyway, so, um, you know, having an excuse to talk about this on the podcast, I thought was kind of interesting, so, um, the book, we're, so the book reviewing is a book that actually appeared, uh, the, uh, um, uh, the book that actually appeared on Kickstarter seven months ago uh, for final funding. So, uh, the book is called "Smoke and Mirrors: The Rise and Fall of a Serial of a Serial uh, Entrepreneur." Um, so, which is a which is a pretty pretty funny tagline. It has a there's an inside joke behind it too, which you kind of will get. But we'll like we'll like to read the book. So, um, the book was this, like the book's written by one Mike James, who is uh, who lives in Britain. And it's probably known to anybody involved in the retro, in the retro gaming scheme, as being one of the uh, original original co-founders co-host of the very popular Retro Gaming Roundup podcast, which has been a uh, which has been around for a long time. Um, uh, actually, this by I'm um, actually the podcast is about twelve years old now at this point, two thousand nine. So, uh, it is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, uh, longest running retro gaming podcast out there. So, um, 
I uh, retro gaming roundup, roundup roundup was actually one of the very first uh, very first podcasts I started listening to when I first started when I first started listening to podcasts. Period back 2014. So, mm. um, so like so like I said, you know, I have a long history like these events. Um, I was kind of connected with them as well behind the scenes. Uh, which, uh, like we'll talk about here uh, like in a bit. But so anyway, um. So yeah, so uh, I don't remember how I found out about it, but Mike James basically said, you know, um, hey, I'm doing a project Kickstarter. I've, I've got a book uh, ready to go. I just need some final funds to protect myself against any possible legal threats, which hadn't read the book, you understand why. Um, <laughs> and I think also some of the money was used to hire an editor uh, to get the book a final proofread as well too. I don't remember for sure if he said that was some of the funds funds the funds that were going to be used for, but. Um, and so he also had Stretchco for actually getting like physical copies of the physical copies of the book made as well, paperback, which the Stretchco was easily was shattered because a lot of people were interested to interested in this, obviously. So uh, I backed a tier that got me some nice perks. I got three digital copies of the book, so I gave one to my coworker. Um, sorry, coworker. Well, one is that yeah. you are a coworker, Joe. I'm a coworker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe here, um, and I also gave another copy of the book to my friend Ferg. Um, <clears throat> Who also introduced me to a whole bunch of uh, who also introduced me to a whole bunch of, of gaming podcasts. So, um, so I thought it was a nice thing to do. I'm also getting a I'm also getting a, I'm also getting a physical copy of the book uh, eventually eventually at some point. And and I also got my name mentioned in the front of the book as well as being a special thanks, which I was which I was not aware about when I uh, um, uh, uh, when I got the too much to read the PDF copy. So that was a nice bonus. So. Um, Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I gave my copy, uh, so I gave one extra copy to Joe, and I'm like, you know, hey, because, like, you may remember all this happening way back when. I, I thought this would be fun to talk about, uh, to talk about, to talk, talk about, talk about on the show. So, the book basically chronicles, chronicles the whole, um, Clickle Chameleon slash Retro VGS saga that happened back 2014, 2015. Um, uh, by one, uh, by one Mike Kennedy, who, um, two important people are, uh, uh, two important folks in this saga are named Mike. So, um, oftentimes, oftentimes, separate the two of them. Um, you know, people refer to um, people people refer to Mike Kennedy by his uh, online name, so Cal Mike, because they're in Southern California. About two months going on. Uh, whereas the other Mike, Mike James, the author of the book, uh, like the UK Mike. So, uh, I may use those names occasionally and occasionally in this episode to help differentiate between the two mics because mike's a pretty common name so um <laughs> but they uh, are um yeah but anyway so anybody involved in the retro gaming uh community for a while is sure to have heard about this it was a huge controversy slash blow up back when happened uh, way, uh, way back when so um and yeah it's a very interesting story and this is basically the first time that the whole story has been laid out for us in print um, and because he was intimately involved involved with it, Mike James also was able to put in some insider knowledge uh, behind the scenes stuff that happened with like you know private emails and, and, and online discussion conversation and whatnot. That I was uh, conversation what that 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 I always suspected existed, but this is the first time that this stuff has ever seen the light of day. So right. um, it's been very interesting to see how this new knowledge compares to what I already knew about it or what I thought I knew about it from like years ago. So, uh, so, so we'll give a quick summary of uh, summary of summary what happened to, uh, what happened with this whole fiasco before we talk about the book itself. Um, 
But let me start off by saying, because I already speak this, uh, um, uh, by saying and also asking, I teach them insider knowledge. Uh, I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, I'd asked Joe back when I first gave him the copy of the book, gave him the book, like if you remember this whole saga. Um, so I don't know how much Joe and I, Joe and I really have only, Joe and I have really only connected and talked to one another over the last like few years. So I really don't know what you were doing back 2014, 2015, uh, as far as the online, as far as your online presence, Joe. Um, you indicated that you were aware, aware about this, but how much you knew about this? What were your um, thoughts on at the time, so, et cetera, et cetera? So obviously I'd, I had heard about the retro VCS and, um, what it could be. Um, as far as like all the controversy and everything else, um, I I didn't know this thing, so I'd heard about it. I was excited about it because it sounded like a pretty cool idea. Um, you know, you're gonna get a physical console that's going to play games off of a physical cartridge, which um, you know, even then, just as much now, like people are worried about everything going digital and we're gonna start losing games to you know servers going down or whatever else so the physical aspect of it was very interesting and appealing that was really the last i really heard anything of it until i want to say geez the basically the birth of the cu podcast with pat country and ian ferguson ah yes mm -hmm. yeah that was really that's when i started hearing about it they were really on top of you know can't really sit there and say that they were like breaking news or whatever else because they were very negative towards the whole thing and you know maybe rightfully <laughs> so yeah. um you know country's got you know some history there with with kennedy that you know apparently there's some bad blood so um you know at first you know i would listen to it and you know i would hear his opinions and whatever else and i you know would be you know taken with a grain of salt because it's one man's opinion on what's going on and how much does he really know what's happening? But uh, once literally the wheels started coming off this thing and we found out that it was a Super Nintendo prototype, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, and it wasn't what it was promised. Um, you know, I started to really pay attention to, you know, what was happening and uh, whatnot. I just, I don't, this, the book was very insightful. I will say mm, that it definitely yeah. filled in a lot of questions I had as far as like how this one came to be and how it got off the rails so quickly. It was right. really within like three three years that like they came up with this idea, they promoted it, and then within three years, maybe even less, I want to say maybe two years, like it was just down in the dumps and like people were just dumping on it left and right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, exactly, because, like, you know, I always knew, like, you know, like, you know, being the history major that I am, I'm always like, you know, you know, eventually, eventually, when enough time's passed and the dust has settled, somebody's gonna write a, somebody's gonna, like, uh, somebody's gonna, like, uh, publish, like, an all-tell book, like, about this whole saga. Right, right. Um, so, I did not know, um, I did not know if that was gonna be UK Mike, I'm not surprised, that, I'm not surprised that's gonna be the UK Mike, because, really, uh, UK Mike and Scott Shriver, the other part of the, uh, um, um, you know, the other part of the, um, uh, the other game roundup, uh, podcast crew, mm -hmm. they were, but both of them were very, like, were very intricately involved with the whole saga. So I figured 
So it makes perfect sense if one of them was involved, uh, like, um, uh, like, uh, like with this. So, yeah. um, but anyway, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I, uh, but yeah, and also the fact that I remember during the, during the peak of it, so much information was flying out so fast from over the, so fast from so many different directions, you were, um, it was a struggle to, you know, it was a struggle staying on top of all of it. Right. Um, uh, like for sure, but yeah, so, as, uh, but, 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 but as I talked about before in the past, there were some good things. That there, were, there were some good things that came out of this whole mess. One of them being, I discovered a whole bunch of like very good podcasts and YouTube shows, right? Because of the, <laughs> because their coverage of this, including the CU podcast. Yep. So exactly. Um. Uh, like so. Um. Um. Uh, uh, so yeah. So like, and, and that's the stuff I listen to these days. So mm-hmm. it's like you know, like you know, yay for that. So um. Yep. But uh, um. But anyway, yeah. So um. Yeah. So um. Uh, I mentioned before that you know um. You know like uh I. I don't want to overplay. Uh, they were playing anything. It's like you know, um, you know, I, like you know, I was, I, I was present during the, during this time period. I was active. I was, but most of my work was just kind of like behind the scenes. Uh, with, uh, uh, um, uh, a like of stuff. I was helping people uh, with things, but um, but yeah, nothing very important enough to, uh, um, I like to get mentioned, which. Um, I actually would not have been shocked if my name got mentioned in the book at some point because everybody's name got mentioned in the book at some point seems like, right. but uh, there were a lot of names dropped in the book, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which we're like about here like a little bit. But anyway, so um, <clears throat> but the book itself is kind of roughly divided into like three parts, as Joe uh, as Joe alluded to already. Um, you kind of have the before uh, in which several chapters are, chapters are devoted talking about Mike Kennedy himself as a person. Mm-hmm. Where he came from, his um, his business ventures, that kind of stuff. And it's like, then you also have the whole the whole saga itself of the retro gaming VG, VGS, which morphed to the uh, Chameleon. and then you have the the final part, the Fallout, uh, like from all yeah. of this. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, um, I kind of so like so I kind of I, I kind of liked how the book started because it's like. Uh, a lot of a lot of people a lot of people who read the book are gonna already know at least some information as to what happened in this whole saga. But right. but but you can't like try to write the book in a way that a lay person, somebody who somebody who nothing about this whatsoever, could come in, pick the book up, read it, and understand like what happened. Mm-hmm. So um so and talking about Mike Kennedy and where he came from is important, I think, for several reasons because one it, because one it provides that background that somebody coming to the book may not have. Two, it explains it explains Mike's motivations, how he came to be involved in the scene, some of his uh, uh, you know some of his uh, you know some of his driving ventures, what the seed was behind him wanting to do this project in the first place. Right. Um, and three, it also drives home the point, um, which I think uh, which I think UK Mike does an excellent job with about, about talking about. That Mike used to be a very good person before all this ha- happened. It's like yes. it, it's like it's seen. And like you, and like you know, one of the biggest ongoing debates even to this day is still like, when did you? When did he change? When did this? When did this whole mindset change from being legitimate, if possibly misguided adventure to, 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 to introduce to introduce a new a new retro uh, like a new retro game console to becoming an outright scam? Right. It's like that's still debated today as to when it happened, how when it happened, what point, how much he knew that kind of stuff because even. Because even now, at your most generous, you could you're generous you could say that things snowballed out of control for him more than you, more than he expected. Right. At the most generous, you could say that. Um. At the worst, you could say he was outright scammer like from his get go. 
So, right, right. Uh, people, and like I said, people still debate to this day when that change happened. Because, uh, you know, and you can decide for yourself upon reading the book what your own what your opinion of the opinion of it is i have one i'm sure i have one i'm sure joe has one too yeah um yeah. but 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 anyway i think it's very important that the uh, um um you know that uk mike does lay the foundation for all this because i thought he did a great job in explaining also i you know how he because he um uh because he mike kennedy and scott schreiber were for a long time uh the three the, the three main guys were on retro gaming on uh, retro gaming roundup the podcast and they did all the work behind it and it's like you know, like I said, I, I started listening to the podcast back in 2014 before all this started happening. Um, and I and I really and you know I really loved the the podcast. I thought that um, you know I, I thought the three hosts had great chemistry. I thought they had a really like fun time talking about things. You know, shooting the crap, whatever, talking mm-hmm. about uh, talking about stuff. Um, you know, they're very they're very they're very long podcasts, very meaty podcasts. So um, you know, I wouldn't always listen to the whole podcast sometimes. You know, sometimes I jump around from jump around from part to part to listen about the stuff I was uh, uh, so stuff I was most interested in. But you know, my favorite, but, but my favorite section, the part I was listening to, was top ten debates because mm. you know, you know, Joe, how contentious top ten debates are because it's like anytime <laughs> you try to like debate, you know, like you know, hey, you know, top ten, you know, top ten best Star Wars figures or whatever. It's like right, right. Nobody's gonna like agree on that. So, um, so t- yeah, so top ten. Uh, so top ten lists by themselves are are, are are cannon fodder for good debate. So um, and like yeah and, and yeah so they and, and yeah so it was a really really fun enjoyable podcast to come from because all three guys came from different walks of life, uh you know different parts of you know different parts of the world, different mindset, different opinions on things, whatever. So um you know and you know I actually found myself agreeing with Mike Kennedy a lot of the time as far as the, as far as as far as as far as the viewpoints on games and whatnot because often when it came down to debate or discussion or whatever I'd be like yeah yeah I think he made the most sense on that one or whatever right. so um so uh yeah and, and yeah and they, uh so um I also so I also signed up for the retro gaming uh roundup forums at the time um and also the uh the game gravel uh web, 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 web forum which was run by Mike Kennedy at the time, because Mike Kenny was one was was hosting that stuff, so I had some issues. I had some issues signing uh, signing up, so I used to send him an email, uh, and I actually did check the. It actually did, I actually did look before I before before we were hopped on the podcast today because I still have a record in my Yahoo folder of all my sent emails. So yeah. I still have a copy of the emails that went out to him in like uh, in like you know May 2014, uh, where like you know asked for help, and also while I had his ear, so to say, I also I also told him you know hey you know. You know, love your work, love the podcast, blah, 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 give some good feedback. Um, yeah. Um, so we had a few emails back and forth that helped me out with the issues. Um, I thought Mike was very friendly. Um, he was, you know, he's very polite, very, very helpful. Uh, he was very quick to get back to me, uh, like in responses. Um, yeah, all around my email, my, all around my email correspondence with him seemed, you know, seemed to confirm the, the, the positive indication I had, the communication I already had from, uh, 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 had from, like, listening to the podcast, because mm. I'm sure, I'm sure you know, Joe, that, like, you know, that, that, like, if anything else, um, somebody may paint a picture of themselves on a podcast or a TV show or a YouTube channel or whatever that may be totally different with how, totally different like how they are like, in real life. Right, but exactly. I did not get that impression with my Kennedy based on his email conversations. Mm. Now, now, granted, now granted, I was never as close with him as you know as Scott and UK Mike were. 
I'm just saying, based upon the lip, based upon this, based upon this conversations, those just reinforced the positive views I had about him at the time. So, yeah, I um, I even, so I even went, uh, so I even, so I even joined him, so, as I even joined, so, so yeah, so I even joined him, joined him on a podcast, uh, um, a short time, uh, a short, you know, short time afterwards. So, um, do you remember the ColecoVision podcast that uh, Willie uh, used to do, uh, Joe? Did you ever listen to that? I listened to it, but um, I, I don't remember too much from uh, from those podcasts. To be honest, I know he did. Yeah, he did some with uh, Ferg. I think I may be wrong. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. So like that was kind of my introduction, and I think it was. I want to say it was after this whole fiasco in which I was introduced to that podcast, and uh, I'm okay. hard right, like yeah. going back into the backlog. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Anyway, like you know, Willie and Mike, uh, uh, SoCal Mike, uh, originally created the podcast together. Right? Together, they were the original. You know, they were the two hosts. But okay. you know, uh, but they have you know, but they had like guest hosts on. Um. So like you know, and um, um. So and so when they. So um, when they when they announced the episode coming up on the ColecoVision ports of uh, of, Grad, uh, of Gyrus and Time Time Pilot, which two of my uh, 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 those two games are those two games are two of my all time all time favorite uh, favorite arcade games. Um, you know, I asked Willie, I asked Willie if I could join them on the podcast talking about the tech all these games. She like because I love them so much. Right. So uh, and Willie always been a great guy. Always has been a great guy. He was kind of with. Uh, uh, was kind of was kind of was kind of let me on. So the three of us, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 three of us, so the three of us did the podcast together. So, mm. um, so obviously, obviously, so obviously we talked a bit before the podcast, and, and again, and again, the impression I had of Mike from the podcast, the podcast, like very positive, like you know, like you know, like just a very friendly, knowledgeable, warm, all around guy, um, mm-hmm. who really, who, who really, who really liked me, who really enjoyed what he was talking about, was passionate about it, um, and you know, there was a you know. You know, and I could see, you know, he's a salesperson. Uh, you know, he's a salesperson like by nature, uh, by by nature in your job. It's like salespeople, you know, have certain t- you you have to you, you have to have certain personality type for personality type like to be a good salesperson because yeah, absolutely, you, you, you got to be warm, friendly, friendly, outgoing, and like you know, so that made it easier. But you know, but again, like you know, he, um, you know, he was very engaging, very friendly on the podcast, on the podcast, whatnot. Um, you know, like. You know, I remember him saying he liked, you know, he liked one of my descriptions I came up with on the fly when I called the uh, the time pilot port of, uh, 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 um, uh, on the the place being constipated because of how yeah. uh, because of how sluggish <laughs> it played. And it's like so, you know, you know, you know, he really, you know, he really enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah. So again, so that was the that, 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 that was pretty much the yeah, that was pretty much the extent of my interaction uh, interaction with him. Uh, uh, back in those days, and this is shortly, be- you know, and, you know, and, and you know, and, 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 and this was before the start of the retro VGS. This is when he was uh, starting to get the idea of the retro VGS going, but before he actually had publicly come out and said anything about it yet. So, um, you know, he had game grab going. He had his other side adventures, side adventures going. So, uh, but yeah, so like I said before, you know, he's a tough person by nature. So, you know, you know, by nature, he was a very, he was a very outgoing. Um, you know, like salesy type of person who could really like sell you something, which is why I think he was so successful. One of the reasons he was so successful in helping to play, helping sell his vision, helping sell his vision that he had of this new, like his new console with so many people. So, um, yeah, and this is actually a prime example of how well the book conveys uh this um 
the description of Mike Kennedy. You've had this personal experience with him, and you're able to explain how you've, you know, you, your interactions were and how they, you know, were reflected and whatever else. And I had no interaction with Mike Kennedy, but yet through the book, um, for one, you could tell uh, UK Mike um, obviously was friends with him. It comes from a, a very genuine place. Like you can tell it, it is someone who is writing about a friend who has strayed off the path very slowly. Like so slowly that at some point you feel like UK Mike probably could have grabbed him by the arm and kind of put him back on the right path. But because it was such a gradual thing, like nobody saw it. You know what I mean? Until it was too late. But he it comes off as a guy who's, you know, he's an idea guy. He, uh, you know, has all these great um, ventures that he wants to take part in, uh, especially with Game Gavel and whatever else. Um, it just seemed like he just couldn't, uh, you know, based on the writings, like he just couldn't stick to it. And I, I can relate to that. Like, that was the first thing I thought of when I was reading this. Like, I'm like, oh man, like, with a little bit of money, uh, I could be f I'm sorry. I could be Mike Kennedy because uh, <laughs> I'm I am horrible at sticking to my commitments. Um, you know, granted, you know, I had my own podcast for a while, but you know, doing the recordings, doing the editing, and all that stuff, like eventually it took it to it took its toll, and it's not dead yet. But it's like one of those things, like it's not priority for me, um, mm, and right. that's what makes this podcast great because I can do. I won't say the minimal work, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I can, yeah. I, you know what I mean. I don't have to do as much. I don't have to worry about editing. I can show up. We can we can chit chat about whatever the subject is, and it's all good. Like it's out of my hands after I hit stop. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, which is yeah. which is a wonderful thing, and I think like Kennedy could fit very well into something like that if he had you know someone who could direct him. He's mm. just uh, on his own. He was a loose cannon, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, and, totally agree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like yeah. I, it, I like like I said, I when I'm reading it, I'm sitting there the entire time going, man, like if this like if I had just a little bit of money, I could totally see like me doing something like this, trying to start something, you know, taking over Game Gavel, which is a great idea, you know what I mean? It yeah. was a great idea. It was great for him to invest in. Um, but at the same time, it just seemed like at some point he was just like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is doing its thing i'm just gonna walk away from it and see yeah. what happens and he expected magic to just you know <laughs> boom happen and it was gonna blow up and be this thing and it was gonna be like the ebay of retro gaming um and it just didn't do that because he didn't apply himself to it and it fell apart yeah those are great points uh, <laughs> uh points and those are points i was actually gonna bring up uh <laughs> yeah bring up myself and the book does a great job of explaining this um, yeah, the book does a great job of talking about this as well, as well also because the book makes the the, the book says the same thing. It's like you know, Mike Kennedy was you know being a salesperson. A salesperson, he's a salesperson. He was you you he's trained for, and he's an excellent idea uh, idea guy. Right. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it, and there's nothing wrong with like an idea guy. Every good company has an idea person like on their team. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to actually come up with the idea, and that's like you know, hey, could we do this or what about this or whatever? So. You know, nothing wrong. So there's nothing wrong with having an ideal person like with you, like with you, because you know that person's that person need it. Right. The problem that the the problem is, the ideal person um needs somebody else to hand to to to, to hand to hand the hand the actual 
well, idea off to to see if it um to see if it's viable or not. Yeah, um, the idea but, guy needs a filter. <laughs> right, but um, you know, and he also needs you know he also needs somebody somebody to rein him in when it comes time to be like you know okay you know like we need to actually to, to actually actually finish this. Right. I think it was like I think it was like a, um I I believe it was Henry Ford who once said like you know there comes a time. I kind of kind of like a project when you have to like you know shoot the engineer and fucking get the stuff uh, like on the road or something like that. Right, where right. It's like you know, where, where it's like where it's like you can't R and D something or develop something forever. Mm -hmm. Eventually, at some point, you have to call it done and ship it. So, yep. um, and Mike Kennedy also had the problem. They also had they also had another problem, kind of related to him being an idea guy, but not always. Where it's like once he had the idea, it couldn't hold his interest. And right. you know, again, there. Um, so again, there are people, there are people I know in real life who are like this, you know, they come up with a great idea for a while. They're all gung ho on it. They're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's get it done. Let's make it happen. Whatever, whatever. So, and then once the idea is going, um, you know, regardless, regardless of what state is actually, regardless of what state the idea is actually at that point, once they, once it gets up and running it, to some degree, they lose their, um, you know, lose their interest, like, and they go on something else, mm -hmm. but they're always on to the next, like, uh, biggest thing. Again, if you're in a company with a team behind you, the team can then take over to take over and support the idea at that point. That's fine. I mean, like you right. know, um, you know, basically that's basically that's really how Apple, um, um, I get to where it is today with Steve Jobs. Right. But because you know Steve Jobs was never really an engineer, he was always like a gear guy. So, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, he had the people around him, around him, around him to make this happen. So, right. um, but you know, Mike Kennedy. For whatever reason, didn't. Um, and you know, and but and again, you know, I think the book. I, I think the book again does a great job. The, the great job in the first part, but in the first part, by trying to explain what how how is like as a person, his personality, whatever, and helping you decide. You know, like how much the how much this fault is actually like is actually squirrely or squirrely on him because obviously because obviously right. some of the fault is on him, but it's like right. but it's like you know like. It, you know, like, is the problem because he didn't have people to hand it off to, or is the problem because it's a bad year to begin with? But, um, you know, maybe some of both. So it's up right. to, um, so it's up to the reader to decide what they want to do with it. But so the second part of the book, the middle part of the <laughs> book, when the whole the, the book when he gets to the whole virtual VGS slash clinical chameleon saga, because because what happens then? You it happens then at that point. You you can directly. Like you directly tie into like Mike's, like Mike's personality and how his brain works. Right. So, um, the first part of the book is tedious. It is the slowest part of the book, I think. <laughs> it is a slog. Um, so it is a slog to get through. I will say that about it. About it. So, um, the book gets much more interesting in the second part. Um, you know, after all that stuff is done and it'll explain it for you. But so, um, but yeah, I think that is. But yeah, I think. Um, so I think overall, that uh, overall those first several chapters are kind of like the worst. Not because they're badly written, just written just because of the fact that, you know, it, you know it's slow, it's tedious, it's tedious in places. But I know, um, you know, it's kind of like with like you know, like learning how to fly. The actual, the actual, uh, the actual education process is not fun. But once you actually get, once you actually, once you actually sit in the cockpit of a plane, of a plane, and and they know, and, like you know how to fly, it's great. So. <laughs> This is so so so. This is kind of the same way in the sense that you need this background knowledge to knowledge to really be able to figure out and understand everything. Uh, um, uh, um, everything's about to happen. So, um, so um, like so yeah. So um, 
I think you agree. Um, so I think what you're saying, uh, 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 yeah. So I think, so Joe, I, uh, I think what you're saying off mic uh, that you agreed with me about that first part of the book kind of being like tedious. Yeah, yeah. But interesting, but tedious. <laughs> yeah, it was very yeah. detailed, which is you know one of the things that I have to give credit to the book. It's, you know, it's very detailed. It really fleshes out everything so that you understand before you're moving on. It's just uh, sometimes just a little too detailed. Sure. Yeah, right. So, like I had explained anyway. it to you, I like it felt like an info drop. Like everything was like, <laughs> oh, here's the chapter info drop, info drop, info drop, which is you know okay sometimes, but like it felt like it just continued to do that, and like at some point it was just like, okay, can can we kind of move on? You know, that's how I felt, and it's, yeah. you know, that's just my you know personal opinion, right? As far as I, you know, right. that first little bit, especially. But the most, yeah, the most critical chapter, though, I thought, uh, I thought was a chapter, was a chapter, it was a chapter like which Mike, as you mentioned before, Joe, he goes into agonizing detail about trying to explain <laughs> how, you know, like, you know, how he, SoCal, Mike, and Scott, like, are all friends. It's right, like that one right. chapter is talking about, like, you know, you know, like, um, some of the shenanigans that happened, if there's you know, some of the shenanigans that happened in the past, some of the pranks they pull on each other, right. um, you know, those are all indicative. Just how, just how, just how close our friendship was. So right. I mean, like, you know, exactly. and so, it, so, so, if they were not friends, they would not have given him even, even a micro as much slack as they did when this whole saga started happening. Right. So, um, but yeah, just really, it's interesting. It's interesting. And it's also sad at the same time because it's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like you can see as you, because you see as you read through this. Yeah, the seeds, the seeds were already there from Mike's downfall. But the actual process of how it happened is very interesting. Interesting, and again, like I said before, it's debatable even to this day as to when exactly everything started like falling apart, uh, falling apart, and when it crossed from being an idea uh, category in, uh, category into like scam category. So yeah, um, yeah. Which I think because, I, I have an idea of when that right. really started. Which will yes, like, yes, exactly. I do too. Uh, <laughs> I do too. So like we'll save that for like your closing thoughts. But like um, so. I mean, I mean, like Scott makes a great point, like in the book when he's quoted by UK Mike and saying, like, you know, that he initially told uh, SoCal Mike when he came up with the idea for the console, he's like, you know, I, you know, I'd buy, I'd buy, it, but I really don't think there's a market for it. And right. so, if he'd listened to it to him, maybe, maybe it might have been different. But the yeah. problem is that you know that once, uh, you know, and again, the book does a great job explaining this. Once Mike gets an idea in his teeth, you know, uh, like you know, he's very determined to make it happen. So mm. it's like, you know, I think it was. I don't remember who said this. I want to say it was probably it was probably um, uh, you know it was, you know it was probably Pat Conti uh, who said like you know the retro VGS was a problem looking for a solution um, in right. the sense that um, you know it's a retro it's a retro themed console yes but who who's it for what market is it serving because it, because right. the limitations of it even the time I started hearing about it I was like okay this is like a niche product at best. Because right. it's like cartridges. There, there, there's a reason games. There, there's a reason games aren't using cartridges. They're cartridges like anymore these days, folks. Right. But, <laughs> um, but you know, it's 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 purely um, you know, it's purely you know, uh, uh, the, the right in the start. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm like right from the start. Obviously, obviously at first, I did, obviously at first, I, I didn't think it was a scam. You know, I thought that, I thought that was gonna happen. But I'm like, no, this is not for me because it's like you know, this is purely nostalgia, nostalgia-based project pro process and like. Being aimed at collectors with all these like these custom 
custom shells and limited serial numbers and cars mm -hmm. and whatever that only collectors are, are collectors the collectors are, are going to care about. His heart was his heart was in the right place, but the actual but the actual reality of this was never going to take off. But right. um, so because um, because uh, back then I was also. Um, you know, back then during this time period, I was also like a very active, like active user on the Atari Age forums, which is the uh, forums, which is the which is the best place on the internet even to this day to talk about like Atari related matters. Right. But not just like Atari stuff on there. They also they also talk about other stuff as well too. I'm still active on Atari Age. I'm just not active on there as much as I, uh, I uh, I'm just not active, active active on there as much as I used to be because because real life has gotten in the way. But um, but yeah. So so Cal Mike was a pretty active post on Atari Age as well too. And this is where he first started pitching the idea. You know, hey, we're gonna do a fundraiser, um, a crowdfunding, or a crowdfunding for this. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. He's already getting feedback and ideas on it. And you know, I waited. In, so I waited on that discussion myself. You know, I made some posts because, like I said before, I knew Mike. Um, right. You know, like you know, I wasn't, I wasn't close to him like a close to him like a lot of people were. But, I, but, but like I said before, we had talked. We had podcasts together before. So I waited in on the conversation before, uh, like uh, on, the, on the on this conversation before. Those triggered some super long threads in Atari Age too. I'm going like pages <laughs> and pages and pages of other other stuff. But um, during the uh, during the peak of what was happening, uh, February 2016, when the whole like uh, when, the, when the whole like three scams uh, uh, business started happening, I would literally for a good month come home and literally eat dinner and try to catch up on the thread, which would take like a couple hours because that's how much stuff content content was being posted there every day. It was right. Uh, uh, it was insane. It was crazy. It's crazy how much stuff with that much stuff was like posted there that fast, that furious. So, um, so but anyway, yeah. So, um, uh, the guy who runs the car age forum, uh, uh, Albert, also also calling that the also commonly known as Al. He's also a great guy. So, um, you know, he was also he was also he was also very active, uh, very active, and uh, very active like all was going on because he gets mentioned quite a bit, get mentioned quite a few quite a few places, quite a few places, places in the book as well too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But anyway, so 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 I knew from the start, the, so so I knew from the start that uh, I knew I knew from the start that this wasn't for me. But um, but really, as I mentioned before, there was like three. There, there, there's, there's really, there's really two phases of the project, but be the project because it, because it's important, it's important to separate. I think. The retro VGS, from the, like the the retro VGS, like uh, like the Coleco because I would argue, and not sure if you feel the same way I do, Joe, but uh, 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 but I would argue that the retro VGS project was totally legitimate, real in its conceptual design and idea, and what Mike wanted to do, some of the thoughts for it, the thoughts for it, and whatnot. It wasn't until it started to cut, um, uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't until the project came back, rebranded rebranded as the Coleco Chameleon. I think started crossing scam territory. So, yeah. um, you know, so I like so that's how I feel. Um, you know, like I said before, we can talk about the actual the actual point of what we think is the point uh, the, toward the end. But um, I think you, I don't, uh, but I don't think I'm putting words in my mouth. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry, uh, I, I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth. Uh, you know, like by saying that. Uh, um, no, however, no, I 100% agree. <laughs> so, but I mean, so. But the problem was, and this is, and the problem was, and this is apparent even during the Atari Age days, uh, 2014, that Mike was again being an idea guy, but not giving the engineers a chance to take like a chance to a chance to a chance to do the work because it's like, okay, um, you know, because he was just exploiting people to get the knowledge and information he could have one person and then running on to the next person 
uh, without really giving anybody the proper time, the proper money, or the proper support they needed to actually make this happen. Because, right. because like Mike had an idea in mind, and my idea in mind, like what do you want to do? But he, when people came up with him, like the like the concepts, he rejected them as being like too expensive. So, um, and also, you know, I remember Mike making a. Uh, you know, you remember in those days, Mike make a huge deal, the huge deal over the, over the fact, for example, though, for example, that he bought the, they bought the modes like from the uh, Atari Jaguar, the house, the house, the new system, then, and it's like, as the book makes the, the great, the, the, so as the book makes the, uh, um, the, the book makes the, so it makes the great point that that actually was a liability because by having, because most systems, most systems are designed, are designed even to this day by having. The, the idea first, the actual hardware, then then design the system around it. Because when you try to shoehorn a system a system into a shell, you run into problems. Right. Um. You know, Microsoft Microsoft tried that to Microsoft tried that with the Xbox 360, and look what happened to them. Yeah. So, um. You know, and again and again and again that really hurt. And again that ended that uh, that really ended up being a liability for the virtual VGS because. Because in order to get the stuff and the, 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 the stuff you wanted in the console, the console that size was going to increase the price. And the price eventually went too high to the point where Mike's like, no, I can't do it for that price. Like, let's, you know, you know, you know, do what we can. Which, mm. like, um, you know, so it's like, there's definitely a lot of comparisons, comparisons between this and the, between this and the recently launched Atari, um, Atari. Uh, VCS, but because the two systems definitely have a lot, uh, definitely have a lot in common. Yeah. But, um, but at least the entire VCS is the, 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 the case. They didn't design the the shell first. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So, but uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, and then like then the Kickstarter launched. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, he wanted to Kickstarter, but he found out at the last second he couldn't do Kickstarter because the, the Kickstarter because the pro because the prototype required for Kickstarter. Right. Um. Which he didn't have the prototype. Um. And then he launched an Indiegogo, and I'm reading that going like, he wants two million dollars for this? Seriously? Mm -hmm. It's like you know, like that was like, that. That's when I knew he lost all touch of reality because it's like you know, even that point. So, 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 so even that point, I'm still like, okay, he's gonna eventually revealize his mistakes, yank the uh, pull this down, relaunch it again, you know, whatever, whatever. So, which would eventually happen in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But, but um, yeah, it's like. But but yeah, it was like, um, yo. Know, but but the but the total lack of prototype really killed most of the interest, most interest, especially in Atari age, where the collectors might have had for it because it's like it looked like he was trying to trying to do smoke and mirrors to use the yep. um uh, 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 use the title of the book to create the the idea of the project to get the to get the funding in, then use that funding to actually to, to actually to actually to actually. You actually like create the prototype it's like right. it's like it's like, it's like, it's like anytime that happens inevitably problems and then the problems develop serious problems mm -hmm. because indiegogo there's there, there there's a solid reason why kickstarter requires a prototype because anytime indiegogo is just something like this the project eventually either doesn't come out doesn't come out at all or comes out years later comes out where it comes out way over budget or whatever so it's like there's right. a good reason why kickstarter does this whole prototype requirement in place so it's like it's like I was not shocked. Yes, I was not shocked that Mike Kennedy realized some mistakes and pulled away with his tail between his legs. And it's like, it's like, and it's like, it's like at that point, it, it, yeah, at that point, I'm like, okay, you know, he made a mistake, sure, but you know, like, you know, um, you know, like he'll come back stronger, so, uh, 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 um, 
uh, stronger with this like next time, like like a better idea. So, um, but uh, yeah. So what happened next though? Kind of got very interesting, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to say the least. So, um, so, so Coleco. We probably should mention here real quick. Coleco as itself, of course, didn't, no longer exists. It's company. They went a company. They, Company. They went bankrupt around like 1988. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Not that. Not that early. 1991, I think, is when they uh, uh, like. I think it's when they bankrupt. Click was best known for putting out the ClicoVision uh, uh, console back in the early 80s. They're also. Uh, um, they're also very famous for making Cabbage Patch kits, uh, which kept the company going for like you know like a while. So, um, but eventually, bad business decisions and the changing market could cause them to file for bankruptcy. Clico still exists as a shell company these days. The Clico. The uh, uh, Clico Holdings. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, as a shell company, they they they're coming. They, they're just basically responsible just for like licensing out the name and the, and the likeness to anybody who wants to use them. For example, like for example, uh, for the, the, and, and Sega does the same thing too. Too these days a lot. I mean, Sega is still around as a company and not and not as a shell company that Coleco is. But but both companies make a lot of money by licensing licensing their name to st- to stick on like games, mm-hmm. um, you know you know plugins, keychains, whatever, uh, what have you. So uh, and this is no different. So Mike thought that for his new version, the product he could get increased exposure by licensing the name from like the Google Holdings to call the call the relaunch console the Google Chameleon. The Chameleon being a reference to the fact that he wanted to include a custom um, a, cl- a custom graphical ship with it, like a change emulation on the fly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So, the new system came out. This, like I said, the new system came out, and I was cautiously, uh, cautiously, cautiously optimistic about it because I'm like, okay, you know, this sounds pretty cool. So, um, but because they, um, but and then you have the whole, the whole, like you know, the the whole three three, uh, the whole three fiascos come out, which 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 all happened in a very short period of time. So. Uh, we had like the three fakes exposed one after the other. Mm-hmm. So um, you had the um, you know, like fake one you had was the whole. I um, mean, it was the whole. I thought like it was the whole um, uh, infamous like John Carlson uh, um, uh, uh, a table video we posted on YouTube showing like the a supposed prototype of the system in operation that was proven to be a fake. Right. Then you had the whole Toy Fair incident with the, with the Toy Fair incident with the Super NES Mini, um, you know, running in the. The Jaguar shell as fake number two, and then finally had the the capture the capture card being passed off as prototype as fake number three. <laughs> right. So, um, so how much did you so how much did you remember hearing about all this? Uh, the, like all this was actually happening back in the day, Joe. Uh, the big one that obviously I heard about was the uh, New York Toy Fair and the Super Nintendo being hidden in the shell, and uh, the big thing was um before we found out that it was a super nintendo in the shell was um that it was there at toy fair and people were asking to basically see the insides see the back of the system things like that and basically were being stonewalled and that right there started like i want to say it was like on a friday they started maybe um i think it was so, either way. It was like one day, within like a six-hour frame period, in which like the thing hit the floor. They were trying to do their presentation or you know showing it off, and like questions were starting to be asked. They were being stonewalled, and the next thing you knew, the internet was blowing up about this thing. And then within 24 hours, 
you know, someone was like, oh, here's pictures of it inside the hotel room. It's clearly a Super Nintendo. And it just blew my mind. <laughs> well, Mike actually, well, Mike actually did show the back of the system like a one picture, which is a big mistake on his part because it showed like the uh, black tape covering up, uh, black right. tape covering up the back of the system. It's like okay, that's a red flag. But um, yeah, so that Atari H forum uh, forum thread I mentioned before already had been busy. It definitely exploded because of this. <laughs> so um, like because you know because 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 the first the, the first the first fake the John Carlson fake. I'm like okay, I can give you them. You know, like, yeah, because I, yeah, because me, like a lot of people, I want to give Mike the benefit of the doubt, the, uh, the doubt, because the, the doubt, because I'm like, I, because, because, like, I knew the guy, not as well as, you know, not as well as other people knew him, but I knew, but, I, um, but I knew how he was. Mm. So I want to give the benefit of the doubt, the doubt. So after the, uh, the doubt, so after the first, so, so yes, yeah, so after the first fake, the John Carlson video, I'm like, okay, that was badly handled, but you know, it, but, but, yeah, I mean, it happens. So we'll see what happens after this point. So. Um, because they, um, yeah, because about the same time, also, they were supposed to go live, um, on Kickstarter with their, on Kickstarter, the crowdfunder as well, too. Right. And I remember this, uh, I, and I remember this, I remember this clearly, clearly, because the launch date for that was, was, was launch date for that was, like, you know, like my birthday, February 26th. So, <laughs> um, I remember sitting at home that day, because I took, um, uh, because I, uh, because I took the day off of work, because many people are, 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 many people do, uh, like their birthdays. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, so I'm so I'm refreshing the page every the, the page every the page every minute going like is it like is it live yet is it live yet is it live yet so um but uh, yeah so I yeah so I cracked a few jokes uh, jokes about how I was actually like play games uh, play games uh, play games uh, play games that day uh, trying something that actually existed so right um and whatnot so but yeah so yeah that second prototype the Super NES Mini it's like there are just too many. Yeah, um, you know, there yeah, there were yeah, there were yeah, there were just too many red flags. But uh, uh, you know, by the end of the day, I um you know, I was convinced that it was a fake and I'm like and I'm like going like and then of course Mike Kennedy tried to explain himself after the other afterwards, afterwards and, and afterwards and this is still like what I mentioned before, it's like even at the best generous interpretation of these facts, he was still an idiot. Right. Uh, right. like not to, I mean the, uh I mean, I mean not for um uh for doing what you did. And that, and, and that's the best possible interpretation of the facts. Yeah. But so it's like at that point I'm just like I pretty much had lost all my faith. Uh, um. Um. You know. Um. My faith in me at, 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 at that point. Yeah, I'm and, and sure it, you're not the um, only one. <laughs> so. Well, no. He. Well, no. He. He did. He did. He did. Have defenders like Willie, for example, was still. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. Was still a defender of him at that. At that like, um. On like that point. But. Any remaining shred of doubt I had, it was blown away. Um, you was blown away like the third fake because mm. it's like, um, you know, it's like when the pictures got posted on, on, on Facebook and got your Atari age, everybody's like, because what happened previously, everybody's like, okay, you know, like, you know, what's you, you know, let's scout the internet, let's see if we can find this card. Right. And so I'm like, I started helping out with that process a little bit uh, behind the scenes. But then I'm like, there are probably, but I'm like, there are probably hundreds of thousands of people out there right now doing the, right now do right now doing the exact same thing I am. Yeah. You know, you know, they don't need my help. But <laughs> um, so I'm like, you know, uh, I, 
Uh, so I stopped. So it's like because and and and, it, and then and the book points out it did not take very long for two people, including Albert, uh, the the founder of the site himself, yeah. to, to to find out to find out what it actually was, the capture card, and it's like okay, that's it because it's like um right. you know. You know, as you know, you know, as Pat Conti famously said, it is, and his book reproduces a quote. Um, you know, fool me once, fool me once, shame on you, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, fool me three, uh, you fool me three times, uh, f you, for, uh, like forever. So. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> Which is like, okay, that's my thoughts exactly at this point. So, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, the, the book kind of points out that uh, it actually kind of makes John Carlson a very sympathetic. Uh, oh yeah, person. You know, like, oh yeah, for sure. So you know, he was trying to work with this idea that was ever changing. You know what I mean? So to have right. a prototype was, in honesty, like virtually impossible. There was never going to be a prototype because the idea of what uh, Kennedy wanted to do kept changing. Right. So yeah, I mean, like, I I get the first video with the proto, you know, with the fake pro- prototype and whatever. You're just kind of you want something there, so this way you can get it on Kickstarter. I understand that. I won't even sit there and say that he was trying to scam anybody at that point. Um, but definitely by the time the third one, like, that's full scam mode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, exactly, and like you know, the book also points out. I did not realize that there were four engineers who were involved in the project. Uh, project at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, even though, even though I knew a lot about, so even though I knew a lot about the saga, one of the great things about the book to me was finding out behind the scenes stuff because, like you know, the, because UK Mike was published a treasure trove of like private emails, conversations, mm-hmm. discussions behind the scenes. It's like, a, and it's like I really have to film the, uh, um, yeah. I, I guess it really had to fill in the pieces, the pieces of like what happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, the, the, like for readers and see how it all, like how came together. So it's like, um, yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot, of, a lot of people came off as being, um, you know, sympathetic. Um, yeah. you know, like in the book because of what happened. It's like, I wish I had more coverage on some other people. Um, um, in the book, who for various reasons could not happen. Um, right. because it's like, because I mentioned before. There is a lot of there, as I mentioned before. There's a lot of names being of names dropped in this book. It's like you know, I think maybe one of the one of the one of the one of the, one of the criticisms I have of the book is that maybe perhaps there's like too many people uh like um you like um uh I like being named. I even had a time so I even had a time keeping it straight. Mm-hmm. Um you know you know and I knew or know uh, most people who, uh, most people who mentioned the book because of my uh time. Time online, uh, online, uh, online, like the podcast or and whatnot. An index in the back, kind of saying like a who's who. Like, um, uh, uh, people who mentioned the book would, would, would have been like very helpful because mm. I think a layperson picking this up with the picking this up, picking this book up the first time is going to be like, okay, who is this? What's this person's involvement again? Uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, the, you know, that's one of the criticisms, the criticisms I have, I that they have in the book. Mm-hmm. It, it can't really be helped because a lot of people will uh, to be a lot of people who were involved in this project during its life, but still, I think it could have been organized like a bit better. So yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, you know. So um, I wish that I wish that they um, so I wish that they um, oh uh, what's his name um, shoot I'm I'm drawing um, so yeah yeah um oh uh uh like Steve Awida I wish the so, like, I wish Steve Awida had consented to be an interview for the book because, 
uh, Steve was one of the, it was the, Steve was one of the three people who initially involved involved the project back back in the retro VGS days. Mm. Uh, you know him, Mike Kennedy, and a uh, John Carlson because he was a soft yeah, he's a software guy. He's a programmer. He was, right. Uh, he, uh, he programmed a lot of the uh, he programmed a lot of the great a lot of the great twenty six hundred games. So, yeah. um, I just so like so Steve mentioned so so you can like mentioned and mentioned the book that Steve that, that that Steve mentioned mentioned he wished the book had never come out. Um, I don't blame uh, Steve for being embarrassed embarrassed about this whole thing. Um, you know like I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure he probably I'm sure he probably looks back at now going like what the hell is all this about? But right right so. Um, you know, I don't blame him for being embarrassed. Um, right. you know, that said, you know that, um, that said, that said, that said, I wish he had like given us the story because there, um, you, um, you, to be think that's one interest that, uh, to be think that's one person I very much would have like, um, you would like have heard more of. Yeah. Um, I also, I also wish that a, um, I also wish Sean Robinson had it. Um, had not backed out in his initial agreement to be involved with the, involved with the book because he's also a very interesting figure too because it's like yeah. still debatable at this point how much how much that Sean was involved in all this how much scamming did Sean do because right. we because like we really don't know if like to this day like you know right. like and I feel uh, like because, like he's the he's the catalyst you know what I mean right yeah, so, so like. When we were talking about like you know where we think it became a scam and where it didn't, I would say Sean Robertson's involvement because of his uh, current situation being in jail for the Ponzi scheme, or whatever else, kind of leads towards him. But then you know it doesn't clarify. That was one of the questions that really gets uh, left unanswered in this book. Is like when did Sean Robertson get involved and what was his involvement, you know, completely? We get bits and pieces, yeah. but we don't get an exact uh, answer. Probably because, like, you know, like, he never said, but, uh, here, so right. like, so, you know, that's why I said, because uh, UK Mike mentioned, mentioned the book that initially Sean was supportive of the, supportive of the book and, and agreed to be inter- interviewed, but then, but, so but then UK Mike uh, uh, asked him some questions, and of course, and of course, they're going to be hard questions because right. it's like, dude, you were directly involved in the center of this. Like, what do you expect? Like, you know, like a, um, uh, like a fluff piece. Like, you're not right. getting it. So obviously, when he got presented those hard questions, he backed out. Right. So, uh, which is unfortunate, but you know, but um, and then again, also the third person, the third person I wish, the th- the third person I wish we could hear from, but I know we're never going to hear from, unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, but also, who I think also played an important role in all this, uh, was the, uh, was the, uh, so Kyle Mike's, uh, wife, uh, Trisha, because mm-hmm. it's like, because, like, she also plays a central part, a central part, like, in all of this. You know, yeah. I have, I mean, I've always wondered, how much did she know about what was going, uh, I mean, how much did she know, um, like, what was, what was going on? But, right. you know, what was her involvement, like, of all of this? Because it's like, um, you know, because I remember... Um, I can talk about this now because I think the statute of limitations on this like way expired at this point. But um, you know, because I because uh, during those during those uh, crazy days uh, of early, uh, during those crazy days of early 2016, when the Atari Age Forum uh, a thread I mentioned before was blowing up, uh, I mentioned I mentioned in my post there. I'm like, you know, I asked that same question, like a uh, question like, you know, what's what's the wife's involvement in all of this? I I mean, how much does she know? How much is she responsible? Though? Uh, like sponsor like for all this happening so right. um and like so like albert uh the, the owner the 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 owner and monitor of the site actually actually uh, actually actually yanked the post and sent me and sent me a dm privately just basically saying like you know 
he, um, he basically said, you know, hey, I agree with you and wanting to know more about this, uh, like in her involvement and questioning her role in this. I, I you know, I just don't think it, uh, um, so I just, so I just don't think that this form is, a, this form is appropriate place, to, uh, right. uh, appropriate place like, to be asking that. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. So I, I apologize. So, um, so yeah, so even back then I had doubts as what was going on because, yeah. because the, because the book explains the book, the book does shed a little bit of light on this. The, uh, on this, on this, on this, it does explain. It does explain her personality, to, to her personality and her actions to some degree. Yeah. Um. That. Um. So I think Mike was being driven, driven, driven in part at least by Trisha's involvement with this. But um. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that because of the fact that they're married. Um. That you know that that, that, that um. We're, uh, so, you know, probably never going to hear her side of the story either, because right. um, you know. So, so three people are the people. Yes, those three. Yes, those three folks. The people are the, 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 the people I really wish had been uh, had been directly involved in the project. That said, that said a lot of uh, that said a lot of good folks were directly involved in the project. Like you know, like you, you had you had like a um, you had like a um, uh, the CU podcast guys. You had like Willie. Um, you obviously have like UK Mike and Scott Shriver. Yeah. Um, a lot of that, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people like direct knowledge did contribute to the book, and the books, and the books, um, so the books much better because of that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so unfortunately, it's a, so unfortunately, this is a so unfortunately, this is a tell-all book in as much of uh, uh, in as much of tell-all book that it can be. You know, right. it's still. You know, there's still questions. There's still questions involved. There's still going to be unanswered speculation. There's still going to be, for example, uh, for example, what you and I've already mentioned, like you know, like um, you know, what point, you know, what point did this cross the line between like between between like between like, the Jimmy project or project a scam? Right. You know, there's there's still a whole bunch of questions that questions and, and, and information left left unsaid at the end. Not through the book's the book's fault. The book does what it can to to, to, to explain all this and shed light on this. It's just that it's a very you know it's a very incomplete picture. So mm -hmm. it's still, it's still, it's still a complete history, a history on the whole saga, like we're going to get. Um, so unless, so unless UK Mike, um, I'm sorry, unless SoCal Mike himself or somebody else publishes a public, comes forward, comes forward with their, their involvement in knowledge. Right. We're really not going to do any better because yeah. this is really as tensive as it can be because, because the book's, yeah, because this book's meaty. This book's a good 600, what, 600, 680 pages, I yep. think, but... Yep. Um, so, I mean, like, I mean, like, it's not a huge book, um, but there's like a good amount of knowledge here for what it covers. So I yeah. think like considering, 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 considering the, the project, I think UK Mike did, did a great job with what he could in trying to explain, uh, explains bounce nuance a picture, a complete picture as he could. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the book, um, set out to do what it was to do. It's. UK Mike, he wants you to know that um, despite everything that happened with the retro VGS and the Coleco Chameleon and Mike Kennedy, they were friends. It started off as a friendship. Mike Kennedy was... Maybe he still is. I don't know. Um, and he kind of leaves that kind of open-ended in the book. Like, Mike Kennedy was a good guy. Um... Was he misled? Absolutely. Could, are there things that could have been done to bring him back? As we talked about, I believe that there probably could have been, but maybe not. I wasn't there, you know, in the thick of it. Um, 
I think this book was written, and you know, I was telling you this, you know, off the podcast. You know, I I felt like it was like kind of scattered. Um, it was like an info dump and everything else, but it's um, really. I think this was a therapeutic tool for mm. UK Mike to be able to just air out everything that he had, you know, and everything that he was involved with. Like, it was just one of those, like, it, it had been built up so much inside. And, like, only, you know, the critics on the internet, which is, you know, forum people, you know, the, the CU podcast, whatever, they were the only ones, they were the voice. There was no... uh original voice out there to basically say, look, this is what was happening. You know, yeah, you've heard this side of the story, but now it's time to hear this side of the story. And I just think that that was why um, the book was really written. And, you know, and it really feels that way. Um, I don't hate the book, but I also didn't love the book. Um, That's fair. Yeah. You know, I, I, I recommend this. If you have any interest in the Retro VTS, the Coleco Chameleon, or if you've heard the name Mike Kennedy before and you're just like, who the hell is that guy? This is the book for you, and I highly recommend it. Um, right. But, um, like I said, for me, like I, I felt like I needed to make a flow chart sometimes to be able to keep track of who... Uh, UK Mike was talking about just because sometimes he would mention someone and then they'd be ignored for like a hundred pages and he'd have yep. to like reintroduce them. And, and that's exactly what he did was reintroduce them with descriptions and everything else. And it just felt, I mean, I don't want to call him out and say that he was padding the book, but that's what it felt like. You know what I mean? Um, it was a lot of fluff and, and it's, it's his first book. And that's one thing that you and I talked about, you know, before we started recording, it's his first book. I as far as I know, it's the first book. Right, right. As, as far as we know. Um, so, you know, he gets a pass. I, you know, like I said, I didn't love the book, but I also <laughs> didn't hate it. <clears throat> right. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, you know, you know, I like the book a bit more than you did, I think, but I definitely agree with you. Like I said before, uh, the book could have really benefited like an index of like a who's who uh, to how yes. to spell that stuff yes. straight. So, yeah. Um, so I can, so I also can share a little bit of knowledge about uh, 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 a little bit of knowledge like about the third part of the book as well too. Because the third part of the book is kind of like the summary, the wrap up, the wrap up portion, where it's like they talk about the fallout for what happened. Because of course, before a dumpster fire this big, there's gonna be fallout. There's gonna be big fallout. So, um, but uh, yeah, so it talks about so it talks about what happened afterwards with the whole like you know Kalika holding group and uh, Kalika holding group like in the failed. Uh, the, the failed expo that they had, and like you know, I was involved. So I was involved in Atari Age, uh, Atari Age as well uh, as well when that was going on too, because they uh, Chris, that because Chris Camille, the guy, the um, um, you know, the guy who was uh, the guy who was involved. We all so we all thought he was a good guy because we all gave him a pass, um, because he was the one who licensed the the Clico, the Clico name to Mike Kennedy without knowing what what kind of a what kind of a, pro, a, a virus he was attaching the name to so right, it's like right. we all gave him a pass and like you know um and then you know and then the whole like attacking uh, uh, um so 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 and then the whole attacking of the fans and the, and the facebook groups and the groups and whatever started and like you know i remember telling the guy i, I read him a long post uh, uh, a long response to tari age uh, tari age when this was going on going on going on because i was active tari age i'm sorry he was active tari age too and i'm like and i'm like so I basically just said, dude, you know, I'm an outside observer looking in. I have no, I have no interest. I have no interest like in all this. 
I'm not connected with anybody. I don't have any direct no, uh, um, uh, you know, direct, direct a um, what to say involvement. Uh, you know, involvement. Um, but you know, let me just give you some honest uh, feedback. You're going about the so I understand. So I understand what you're doing. So I understand what you're trying to do. I understand why you're trying to do it. But you're going about this entirely wrong way. You're mm. blowing up bridges left and right. You're ending your fan base. If you want your expo to be a success, you need to start like you know like um. Um, you know, they need to recognize that, and here's some things that you can do. And to his credit, you know, Chris did respond, and he responded in a very polite way. But again, there's shades of Mike Kennedy in the guy because it's like he because because like because like he'll say one thing, uh, uh, one thing, like he'll go about and do, to go up and do something else. So, right. um, and we started threatening Albert, uh, the, the uh, um, uh, the website. That's just like. No, that's not going to happen because right. you're pissing out the wrong person there at that point, dude. Right, right. <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, because a lot, a lot of folks, a lot of folks making plans to a, a, a lot of folks making a lot of folks making plans to attend that Clico Expo. I thought I was attending that Clico Expo myself because right. New York, uh, because New York's not that far of a drive. I right, mean, right. I mean, you know, like we live in Rhode Island, we could do that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's like a six-hour drive, uh, and that would have been fun. Right, right yeah. But of course, but of course, because but of course, because of the because of course, because of the whole fallout, uh, the expo was a dismal failure. So, right. um, so like you know, um, and so and, and so the book explains the book. The book talks about this because it talks about this because like the because like this expo is one of many things that happened as fallout because of the whole like uh, because of the whole Kaluka Chameleon fiasco. Mm-hmm. So, um, so like you know, and of course, you know, and of course, you know, like you know, like Scott and UK Mike. Uh, cut ties, uh, cut ties with, with, with SoCal Mike. Uh, they found, you know, you know, like they eventually, they eventually, they eventually kicked him off the podcast, uh, yeah. the podcast because the infamous Surf Dogs episode, which I was again, uh, I was there, I was in the live feed when that happened. So, um, yeah, I remember all that. <laughs> um, you know, like Mike, Mike just mentioned this book, but to say Scott was not happy was in, was the understatement of the year. So. Right. <laughs> Uh, poor guy. I got well. He was also on like four hours of sleep, so it's like I. Uh, it's, 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 it's like I don't blame him for being testy, but right. Um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, like I mean, I mean. So they found new co-host, new host, new host, new host to, to take Mike's place. And like I said before, the podcast is still going. It's still going alive well today. It's still doing very well. Um, I just don't listen to the podcast very much anymore these days because the, the, the these days because the main fact, not because it's not a bad podcast anymore, and not because the fact that the good the coast the coast not the coast the coast that's the coast that the UK Mike and Scott got are, are good. I miss that chemistry. You know, yeah. like those three guys had a really amazing chemistry, like before. Like you know, the way that Mike explained everything, the way that Mike contributed the conversation, the top ten debates, and the segments he did, he did or whatever, it was fun. Without him being on the podcast, the podcast is just on podcast, just on the same thing. Right. I mean, like it's, I mean, I mean, like it's not fair. Um, you know, it's not fair to them. Um, because like I said before, it's not their fault. They're still doing excellent work. I still listen. To, um, I still, I still, I still listen. I still listen to the podcast occasionally. Just, just more like I'm very. I'm very cute or miss now these days in the segment in the segments I listen to. Whereas, whereas that before I used to listen to whereas before I used to listen to before, before I used to listen to maybe like seventy five to hundred percent of the podcast. Nowadays I'm nowadays like ten twenty percent. Yeah. So uh, because I like you know that the, 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 but but yeah, so it's like you know the whole thing was just like you know very unfortunate. So um 
Yeah, I'm like, you know, so, um, you know, and the book talks about what happened to Mike Kennedy as, or Kennedy afterwards, as far as anybody knows, because the information we have on that we have on him, that I haven't, and even to this day, it's like it's very limited because, yeah. um, you know, I, you know, I did not know some of the stuff that the book said because like, um, so I, I knew Mike Kennedy, uh, poked his head above water briefly in January, January, 2018 to make a pose on Tari age because the Tari age to be saw that post. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, um, I think I replied to that post. I, I don't remember. I don't remember now. I don't remember now at this point. So, um, but yeah, since that, uh, since that time, he's been totally, uh, since that time, he, he, he's been totally quiet. Mm. So I, I don't, so I don't blame the guy. Um, right, but, but, but at the same time, it's like, um, you know, I did not know he lost his job because of all this. I, uh, all this, I did not know that he moved to, they moved to Arizona with his wife because mm-hmm. of this. So, you know, but yeah, so his life definitely got, t- his life definitely got, I don't want to say ruined, uh, by this, but he definitely got se- se- drastically and severely affected, to, uh, affected in a negative way because yeah. of the, uh, um, uh, because of the thought, the thought, the thought from this. Yeah, so, say it was definitely a hell of a shift. <laughs> yes. So, and it's like, you know, did he deserve all that? You can argue, you know, you can argue yes or no. I mean, everybody's going to have their own opinions about that. I mean, like, you know, because they, um, you know, the book makes the point that there were problems with the job anyway. So, yeah. um, you know, he may have lost the job anyway because of this, but, you know, like, but, you know, but, you know, um, but, but he definitely, but having any downsize, you know, losing the house, the boat, to, the, to everything else, the condo, because of it, because of all this, that's definitely a direct direct effect. His finances taking a hit because of the taking a hit because of this whole fiasco. Right, right. So, um, but uh, yeah, so um, we don't know how he's doing these how he's doing these days. Um, so I so I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I personally do not wish the guy like any like ill harm. So right. I mean, like you know, like you know, I actually would. I actually would go so far as to say, and this is going to be a very controversial statement. Um, so I would go so far as to say that you know I actually, so I actually feel bad sorry for him. Mm-hmm. You know I really do because it's like, you know, yes, uh, yes he effed up. Yes he made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I mean, you know, yes it's definitely it's definitely crossing this game territory at some point. It's like you know, uh, it's like you know the, uh, um, it's like uh, so it's like as the old saying goes, uh, the road to hell is paid to good intentions. Right. So. Right. Um, at some point, at some point, at some point, he definitely, he definitely erred. He definitely went to the dark side. Yeah. So, um, that said, you know, I'm a firm believer, um, the, uh, the, the, uh, that said, that said, I, that said, I personally am a firm believer in redemption. I'm, I personally am a firm, firm believer in second chances. Mm-hmm. Well, well, in my Kenny's case, it would be, the, you know, it, it would be like fourth chances, but you know, whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, the point, the, the point's made. It's like, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like, you know, you know, if he someday just resurfaced with like, you know, maybe like, you know, like a podcast or like a website or something like or something like that, you know, you know, you know, I'd welcome with open arms because it's like, you know, I think the guy, you know, like, you know, I think the guy deserves, you know, deserves a chance to be able to redeem himself. You know, right. at the, uh, but, you know, whether or not he ever, you know, whether or not he actually ever can is debatable, whether or not he actually ever will is debatable. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like, you know, the whole thing's sad. It's just like, the, the, uh, um, you know, just like. Just like no matter how you slice it, you know, like maybe nobody else directly got personally affected, uh, uh, financially affected, affected by this. Um, but people definitely, people, people definitely personally got affected by this. You know, oh, yeah. you, like you know, for, you know, friendships, uh, for you know, your friendships, friendships were lost, marriages were strained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, um, you know, the, uh, uh, well, well, money, well, money was spent, personal money. Um, right. You know, I, uh, so 
So I take it back what I just said. Um, <laughs> but, um, but well, the greatest financial loss was like Mike Kennedy himself. But um, uh, you know, other, you know, other people, other people did, other people did take hits, but they weren't quite as bad as that. So it's like, right? You know, so it's like, I mean, like, I kind of wish that, I kind of wish that, that um, uh, uh, so we had more information because, like I said. It, it, because I said, you know, I personally do not wish the guy like any ill harm. It's like, but like I said before, it's a shame because it's a shame because it's a shame because I remember the, yeah, because I like because I, so like many people, like remember my Kennedy of old. I, I, um, so I, so I, I remember the great, charming, charming personal, friendly guy he used to be, mm-hmm. and I remember how passionate he, yeah, I remember how passionate he was about the gaming scene, um, you know, the gaming community. Something happened. Something happened along the way to corrupt that. Something happened along the way to change all that. Yeah. Um, regardless, uh, um, you know, I, you know, I firmly believe I firmly believe it was not the original intention, but something did happen like along the way. And it's like you know, the book does a great job. The the, the book does a great job of finishing up, uh, finishing up, uh, uh, finishing up. You know, like by saying, you know, this is the saga of one man's ego. This is the saga of like a one man's hubris. This is the saga, mm-hmm. um, like you know, one project that started to start the best intentions. Going horribly wrong, like in every possible, uh, uh, like possible way. So, I mean, like you know, so yeah, so you know, maybe one day uh, when enough time passes, uh, pa- passes, uh, passes, like enough like wounds are healed, and enough like you know, um, people, people are people are willing to uh, forgive and forget. Maybe he might make an appearance again. I don't know. I certainly hope he does. I think that. Um, so I think that. I think that'd be. So I think he comes back a change to change a change man and devotes himself toward the retro gaming community in their like the way he used to he used to do he used to, he used to do like ten years ago. Yeah. Um. He he can be a positive impact for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but you know, like, but which 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 uh, but you know, like we really don't know. So and that's the that's the biggest and so that and so it's one of the biggest questions that it's and so yeah it's, uh, so yeah it's one of the biggest question question marks that this that this that this, that this whole that this whole book le- leaves you with that and also like an. Uh, that and also that that and also just and also just sense that and also just an overwhelming sense of, uh, sense of like failure and sadness. Yeah, that did. Um, you know, they didn't have to be that way. Yep, agreed. So, you have any uh, you have any final thoughts about the um um you know final thoughts about the third part of the book or anything? Uh, the, the, um, your third part of the book? No, I um, I think our I I think what you said uh encapsula- encapsulates it perfectly. Um. You know this. This ends on a very sad note, and uh, I'm I'm with you. Like I personally didn't know Mike Kennedy, but you know, after reading the book, I feel like I I know the guy. Um, and I think if he resurfaced, which, to be honest, I would not be surprised if this book uh would cause him to maybe resurface. Maybe not right away, <laughs> but you know, down the line, where he writes his own book on what happened, whether it's going to be 100% factual or not. You know that's up for debate, but you yeah, know yeah. it's it's very possible that we get you know the true story of you know the retro VGS or whatever you know that yeah. he decides you know to to pen himself down the line because um, you know I think with the Kickstarter for this and showing the the generated uh, interest in this that you know he's he's out there he's seeing everything that's going on he's just not making oh, a yeah. noise you know what I mean. So, oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That I have no doubt, and no it, doubt, like whatsoever. And so, if the book is um, true, with the you know him being a, an opportunist and whatever else, I can definitely see that 
being a thing. He just needs to go about it the right way this time around. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, definitely. Yep, I agree with that totally. And then, I mean, like, you know, like, you know, like, UK Mike said the main reason he wanted Kickstarter funds to, to launch the book was to protect himself against the possible, like, legal actions. Mm. I'm sure legal actions he was, he was worried about, he was worried about, he was worried about, worried about, like, either going to come from Mike Kennedy or from, like, Sean Robinson. Right, So, right. um, I've not heard of anything happening. Um, I'm sure Mike would have probably would have told us uh, if, if anything had happened. But right. I totally understand like wanting to get some funds. Yeah, let me hire a lawyer to look over this just in case. Right, so. right. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to protect your own butt when you do something like this and exposing a lot of people. Oh yeah, because definitely could tell all because like, yeah. you know because uh, because yeah because yeah because like I said one of the main draws of the project was the insider knowledge. Yep. Like you know like things coming out that never been public knowledge. That uh, uh, I like this point. So. But they, um, yeah, no, I found the book to be very interesting and fascinating to read. So, um, you know, I had a bit of a time. So, like, so I have a bit of, yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, so I, so, yeah, so I had a bit of an easier time understanding, understanding this and processing all this than, uh, um, you know, than you did. Maybe, uh, uh maybe it's, maybe it's just because I knew more about this going in. Maybe it's just because you and I are different readers. Right. I mean, it could be like, a, um, you know, you know, there could be like multiple reasons for it, but, um, yeah, so. Um, I do agree with you that the book. That, um, so I do agree with you that the book could you know could have used an index, uh, an index in the back with like a who's who, uh, 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 you know, people and places. Yeah. Um, I do think the first part of the book slogs a bit, like I said before. Um, so the other criticism I would have with the book is that you know that um, it, um, I'm sure it's problematic for UK Mike writing this book because he was directly involved with many of the um, uh, many of the direct events that happened that happened this point. And because of the, so because of that, I noticed the, um, I, I, um, I, I um, and, and so because of that, I know I noticed the point of view and the context changing, uh, changing every now and then in the book. Mm. I mean, there were places, there were places, with the places where Mike referred to himself in the first person, the places, the places where Mike referred to himself in the third person. Right. So, um, it's I understand it's difficult to be consistent because again, he is personally involved with right. all this stuff. But it's like you know, I so so I think he so I. So, like, so I think you should decided uh, decided that decided like the beginning. I'm gonna be, so I'm gonna present this book um, as first person. You know, you know, that's first person. That's uh, first person. That's uh, first person. That that is that is use I the entire book, or present this book or uh, or present this entirely third person. Just being like, I'm gonna being I'm just gonna refer to myself as you know like Mike James the whole book. Uh, instead, instead. Uh, um, instead, he tries to do both, and it gets get confusing, confusing spots because of that. Yeah. Um. So, but um. So, and you know, you know, and there are a couple of like a very small grammar and spelling errors. Errors I noticed. It's not really like a big deal for like a self-published book. So, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I, you know, I'm certainly not gonna like hold it, um, hold that against the guy. So, um, but the. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's really that's really about it. I, that um, so that's really that the, the so that's really about, that that's really about it. What I had to say uh, about both the book itself and also like also and also criticism about it. Mm. Um, the book the book's currently available on Mike's uh, website um, for fifteen pounds for the digital copy, which is available to you in several formats. So you can read it in your uh, computer or browser or tablet of choice. Um, there is there is paperback there's a paperback version of the version of the book planned. Uh, coming out soon. Uh, that's uh, that's been delayed because of COVID, of course. But um, you know, Mike has promised those books are coming at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely it's it's definitely very 
um, like a good read. I, I mean, I think you'll get more enjoyment out of it if you were involved with the events events being talked about, and if you, um, you know, um, you know, and if you remember them happening back when they happened. But like I said, I think like Mike Kennedy. I'm sorry, uh, I think UK Mike did a great job trying to present Mike Kennedy in a way that a layperson could pick up the book, uh, uh, um, you know, and understand it, um, understand, but understand by the end of the book, like, what happened. Yeah. So, uh, that adds, that adds, the, that adds to the complexity and confusion, confusion of the book, I think. But, you know, he had a choice of how he wanted to write the book, and I think that taking that approach was, was overall the right, uh, the right choice. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, very good book. I actually, like, you know, I actually, you know, I actually, like, tore through the book in, like, three days. So, <laughs> um, because, like, um, well, I mean, I'm a fast reader anyway, but I also found the book to be, like, very interesting. And, yeah. And, and, um, so, like, you know, um, you know, and I did, um, like, so whatnot. So, um, yeah. So, um, you know, until something, you know, you know, you know, until one of the guys involved, involved decided to come forward with their own version of events, this is probably going to be the, um, this is probably, probably going to that gonna be the definitive to tell all, um, you know, the whole saga. So, um, yeah, it's very interesting because, like, you know, I think you can, you know, I, you know, I think you can learn a lesson uh, from this because we all probably know somebody, so, um, yeah, because we all probably know somebody, know somebody like, um, like Mike Kennedy, like in our lives. Yeah. Uh, maybe not to the extent that he was, but we definitely do. Um, but uh, 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 but I'm sure most of us know somebody who's like him. I definitely do. You probably do, Joe. Yep. Um, you know, um, so it's like, you know, you know, you know, maybe, maybe we can use this book as like knowledge, as knowledge to try to help decide how best to handle that, handle, handle that person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they, uh, I mean, how, I mean, how you want to approach it. It's, um, um, uh, like it's a fascinating, like it's a fascinating study in several ways. I mean, not just from a history perspective, also from like, you know, like, you know, psychology and business and social media and whatever. There's a lot of like interesting fables being told and, and, and wires being crossed and, and, right. and crossed and, and whatnot throughout the saga of the book. So, um, over, uh, over and uh, over relatively... Most of the events of the book happen within a concise two-year period, so it's like so it's like this happened in a relatively short period of time too to boot. No, mm -hmm. so. but uh, yeah, um, I think I'm about talked uh, I talked out about the book at this point. Um, <laughs> um, Joe, do you have any like final thoughts or anything else you want to say uh, and wrap up our summary? No, I think I kind of spoiled that a little earlier, and I kind of just went off, but. Um, you know, like I said, I, I recommend the book uh, if you have any interest in uh, the retro VGS or Mike Kennedy or just a passing interest on, you know, the retro community in general. Um, this this book fits the bill for sure. Um, it was a tough read for me, but also, uh, to be fair, um Ready Player One is probably one of my favorite books to come out in the last 10 years, and I had to read that three times over the course <laughs> of, like, six months to be able to fully retain that knowledge and everything else to where I could remember everything without having to uh, pick up the book and reread it. So, it's my, my reading has never been my strong point, and especially taking notes and writing essays on reading is definitely not there for me so this was this was a tough one and uh you know as i told you uh personally off the podcast i'm 
I enjoyed this, but at the same time, I'm I'm happy to put this behind me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely heavy read. I mean, like, you know, like um, because like you know, you know, I would not recommend anybody reading this who doesn't want to take the time or interest in learning more about this because 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 if you just want like a simple quick and easy summary there's plenty of those available on youtube yeah um you know that do a very good job of yeah, boiling, uh, boiling things down um in about like you know like 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. so uh this is mostly for the so this book's mostly for people who want who want to learn more about this in detail mm-hmm. so um yeah, it might have been a little bit unfair to ask you to read this along with me, Joe. So, yeah, it's okay. Um, I do. <laughs> and just um, remember, but- any anytime you ask, I always have the option to say no. And <laughs> if I don't say no, then I've done it to myself, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, at least in the end, you enjoyed it, like what it was. So, yeah. I mean, like, you know, but uh, yeah. So, all right. Alrighty then. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely. So definitely fun to read. So, um, um, and this may be, like I said before, this may be, um, the last, you know, the last step in this, uh, like in this saga, the saga has been dead and buried for a good five years now at this point. Yeah. So, um, enough times, you know, enough times passed. I think people are going to go back and look at this again with like, uh, curious, curious, interesting, um, interesting eyes. Um, I, I hope the book's been selling well. Mike hasn't really said any kind of indication of how well that's how, how, how well that's insane. Yeah. Um, he did mention the reviews of the book have been mostly positive. So, yeah. um, you know, um, so that's good. But, um, anyway, so thank you again, always for listening to us. Uh, we appreciate it. We, so we will be back next time with a more normal episode on, a, um, you know, a, like in a Super NES game. Um, so what do we cover next time, Joe? We're going back to the park, Jurassic Park, with the chaos continues. Yes, uh, aka Jurassic Park 2, which is a very <laughs> different game than the first game. So, but very different game. Yeah, um, I felt it was time to visit the sequel. So there's been enough uh, air in between. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So, but uh, anyway, so um, if you have any questions, questions, feedback, comments, etc., you can look like so you can find us on Facebook page. Oh, uh, you also you can also send me the email, send me an email directly to the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, Joe, how can I get a hold of you? You can find me on Twitter at J O E S U X three zero, and I have a very public Facebook, so I mean you can find me either way. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, very public and not always, uh, and, and not always like safe for work either. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway. Alrighty, uh, thanks again as always, and thank you everybody out there for indulging us with this uh, different, ex- this different experimental episode. If you listened this far, uh, we very much appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, we went back to our regular schedule programming the next time, and we and we and we have a bunch of guest hosts lined up, uh, lined up in the months to come. So and I've been teasing it for a while. <laughs> yeah. So I've been teasing it for a while. I'm, um, you know, um, it's finally coming together. So. Um, you know, like they are coming. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, thank you again as always, and uh, take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Super power.